0: The PFT PM Podcast. And now, your host, Mike Florio. It's
1: a Friday, the 13th edition of the PFT PM Podcast. Fridays with A-Flow. Fridays with Florio Jr. Fridays with F-Boy, apparently. Maybe that's what we should call it.
2: F-Boy, short for our last name.
1: Maybe that's what Shannon Sharp meant.
2: I think that's what that means. Florio Boy.
1: Minutes before we started today, I saw a tweet from... Shannon Sharp, Hall of Famer, a guy that I don't think I've I've ever had an
2: issue with. Uh, did he Can't, tweet you again? Yeah, he tweeted me again. I'm going to go look.
1: For, first, he says, can you give me context? Or wait, let me try that again. No, can no, no. He,
2: what's, what's best is that he tagged that one account.
1: Mike Florio PFT that I never use. But but it still showed up because he retweeted the PFT tweet. So it showed up in the verified mentions for PFT. And this all came from... Let me give you the background here. It came from an article I wrote today because Randy Moss went after Shannon Sharp on Twitter last night saying, do you have a problem with me? Yada, yada, yada. Shannon Sharp responded. And I just thought it was kind of interesting because Sharp's a Hall of Famer. Moss will be a Hall of Famer. In three weeks, they'll be in Canton. And if Sharp shows up, it could get a little awkward because I don't think Randy Moss is the kind of guy who's going to look the other way and walk away from Sharp. He'll go over to him and say, hey, I asked you a question. Do you have a problem with me? And then... Sharp, who is fairly large and fairly strong, who knows how it all will go down. You throw Ray Lewis into the mix, and it gets very interesting. So, Sharp says, can you give context into why I mentioned Randy's name yesterday, or does that not play well with your narrative? P.S. Stop being a F-boy, too. I responded, maybe I like being a F-boy. His response, you probably do like being one, but you really shouldn't. So... I don't know what I should say next to Shannon. I did also retweet his comment with, does anyone know what he said yesterday? I can't figure out how to record overhyped crap no one watches on my DVR. People kind of like that. Some people did. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see what they're saying in response to that one. I know our friend Dov Kleiman likes it. He's an independent NFL reporter. And uh, some people are throwing up some GIFs. You're mad. Genuine equestrian abuse right there. That's a reference to... Shannon, you know they say Shannon Sharp uh, as kind of like the John Elway, uh, Jerry Seinfeld horse features. Uh, that's them, not me. Here's hey, there's Keenan Thompson first Emmy nomination in 15 years with Saturday Night Live. We were just talking about the what up with that skit that's, yesterday. That one
2: looks like that's what that's from.
1: That's what it is yeah. from. That's I don't think there's any other skit where Keenan Thompson wore that loud burgundy suit and the uh, the hairdo, and uh, that's one of our favorite all-time SNL. Uh, skits so anyway those are just some of the responses to uh to this back and forth with shannon sharp i i i thought that my article was fairly uh fairly neutral i don't know what's up with randy what up with that i don't know between randy moss and shannon sharp Uh, so anyway how was that that sounded good oh you couldn't hear that through your, it sounds better through the cans than it does coming out of my mouth. You need to have like some return from the audio that makes you sound like a better Give singer some than you headphones really are. I can use. I'll get you some. Uh, there's only one plug for the headphones. I guess I can get a splitter. Get it? Yeah. Let me get a splitter, and then you can hear yourself back. It sounds so much better. Your voice sounds better when it's coming back through the headphones than when it's just you talking. That's my experience because my voice basically sounds like ass. Your voice sounds better than You've mine. You've heard
2: your, you know how you sound.
1: Well. Anytime your voice is recorded on tape and you hear it, the first time, I I remember I was eight years old and somebody showed up with a cassette tape player and I'd never seen one before. I didn't know what it was it was rectangular, the speaker was built right into the case, and you flip the button, and the thing pops up, and you put the cassette in, so you put it in, and people start talking, and you talk into this little microphone that was attached to it, the microphone was like on a little wire, and, and they played it back, and I was horrified. I I Like, that's not my voice, I don't sound like that, that's somebody else, something's wrong with the cassette recorder, and ever since then I hate the sound of my voice. So, Didn't you do that the first time you hear the sound of your voice? You're like, who is that? That's not me.
2: Uh, Yeah, I've never really been a fan of how I sound. You
1: sound pretty good, though. For the most part. You sound better than me. You must get your voice from your mother. She's got a very pleasant speaking voice. Doesn't she?
2: I mean, you must have a pretty good speaking voice if you've been doing what you're doing for a while.
1: No, no. I've gotten to the point where I've gotten the most out of what I have but it still sucks. Fundamentally, my voice sucks. I know how to use it. I know how to speak quickly, speak slowly. High, low, pause for effect, like that, but my voice still sucks. All right, uh, so uh, sorry, Shannon. Sorry that I upset you. Sorry mm-hmm. I'm an F-boy. <laughs> F-boys hang out with Skip Ga- Skip Bayless is what, uh, there's all sorts of responses on Twitter. Um, hey, you know,
2: like you know, Shannon Sharp will like smoke cigars during his show. I didn't know that. I yeah. like Shannon Sharp. Yeah, but he smokes like he'll smoke like backwoods or black and milds during his show. Does that mean they have tobacco in them or something else? Um, I think he. Uh, I don't think he messes with them. They, they're so they're not
1: what Chris Sims would call a daddy cigar. No. All right. I I look. I don't dislike Shannon Sharp. I like a good feud, and I didn't mean to get myself pulled into it. You look even worse now. Commenting on something without hearing what was said and without context. Enjoy your day, Mike. All right. Well, I guess we got to find... The thing is, nothing he said yesterday registered any response. I looked. There was no discussion about Shannon Sharp saying anything about Randy Moss, and I don't even know that's what Randy Moss was reacting to. You sound even... I look even worse now. Well, yeah. You should see me without my toupee. All right. uh, All right. So enough of that. I still don't know I still don't know what uh, what the issue is and I don't know why Randy Moss and Shannon Sharp have an issue all I know is I am rooting for some sort of awkward interaction between Moss and Sharp and I just realized I'm gonna be there Friday night for the gold jacket ceremony because Shereen Williams is getting an award so it's gonna get awkward potentially in multiple ways maybe between Randy Moss and Shan- and me I'm the one Shannon Sharp comes over and throws through a window. Will you come with me?
2: I don't th- I don't think Shannon will even give you the time of day.
1: Will you come with me and protect me?
2: I'll I'll stand there. You oh, come on,
1: you now if if Shannon Sharp attacked your father, your fa- remember I am your father. You would stand there and watch it. How old, how old Shannon Sharp now? I don't know, but he's big and he's yeah. strong. You would sta you would just stand there and watch it unfold. You wouldn't intervene.
2: I I would try to break
1: it up. Okay. That's that doesn't sound very convincing. You would try to break it up. Like you you'd ride his leg like Jeff Van Gundy on Alonzo Morning. That's what you would do. You you I'll do You're my big. Best. You're strong. You've been working out hard lately. I praised you earlier this week on the PFTPM podcast because you were scaring the shit out of me the way you were beating the heavy bag and throwing the weights around in there at in in our uh, home gym on uh, what was it? Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever day it was. I can't even remember. It, it left me so rattled. You probably still can't take Shannon Sharp. Probably not. Probably the two of us plus Randy Moss couldn't take Shannon Sharp. So. But either way, we'll be there in three weeks. for the I'll be there for the gold jacket ceremony because Shereen Williams is receiving the Dick McCann Award at the Hall of Fame. And I'll try to get Alex to go with me as backup.
2: I'll pay you like a bodyguard fee. Do you want to go? What kind of fees are uh, bodyguard fees?
1: I don't know. How much do you want? Like a grand? Yeah, sure. You'd go for a thousand dollars? Yep. Okay, but you have to do more than I'll try to break it up if Shannon about, Sharp's trying to beat how, the shit mm, out of me. Five grand. Five grand no, five five grand. Five grand I expect never to be touched by Shannon Sharp. I'd expect you to intervene ahead of time and take the beating on my behalf. Well, and you should carry a sign saying, I'm the real F boy. You need to attract his attention to you. All right. right. What else has happened in the NFL? Do you see DeMarco Murray is retiring? Wait, wait, let me be more specific. DeMarco Murray leaked to ESPN that he's announcing on ESPN his retirement from the National Football League, even though it's completely non-binding and he can unretire anytime he wants. And I think it's all a load of crap aimed at getting him attention at a time when he can't otherwise get work. And I think he will play. The over-under is week 4.5 of the 2018 season, and I'll take the under. I think he'll play this year. Did you see any of that today? Yeah, I saw it. Do you, do you agree with my theory that, that he's only retired if no one offers him a job, and the moment he gets offered a job, he'll come back and play?
2: I'm um, I mean, Yeah, I, I guess, just because, what, he's 30 now?
1: Yeah, but a- anything that he makes playing in the NFL will be a lot more money than what he's going to be offered immediately at an entry-level job anywhere else, because I mean, he'll at least you, get a million. Do you, think,
2: do you think someone will be like, oh, we should... I wish he wasn't retiring.
1: Well, no, I just think it's a way to keep his name in circulation. And it's a way to kind of go. I mean, if no one ever does call, he, he, he walks away on his own terms, even though he's really not walking away on his own terms. Because if he had had an offer by now, he'd be on a team. But this is some marginal way to save face. But all it takes is one injury. Last year, David Johnson gets injured. Next thing? You know, Adrian Peterson's on the Cardinals instead of the Saints. And I argued earlier this week when Murray said he was talking to four or five teams. Just wait. Just wait. There's no reason to rush. Somebody's going to eventually get hurt. We know that happens in the NFL every year, especially at the running back position. Somebody is going to blow out an Achilles tendon, tear an ACL, and otherwise be unable to play. So just wait. Just wait, and the phone will ring, and you'll get an opportunity. It may not come until October. It may not come until January. But just wait. And I think that's what he's going to do. He'll wait for the right offer. If it never comes, hey, I retired on my own terms. If the right offer comes, he emerges from retirement. There's nothing binding about retirement, especially since he's not on a team. If you're on a team, it gets a little complicated because then you have to unretire and the team decides what they're going to do with you. Are they going to cut you? Are they going to trade you? Are they going to bring you back on the roster? He's a free agent. He can unretire whenever he wants and join a team. And I think he'll wait for the right opportunity. If it never comes, then we'll never see him again. I think we're going to see him because running backs will get hurt, and all it takes is a running back on a contending team to get hurt, and he'll be back. So, anyway, and a guy had a great career, great career. He had like 1,800 rushing yards, I think, for the Dallas Cowboys before he became a free agent. Great career, and uh, they were kind of lost he was without offensive,
2: him. Uh, offensive player that of the year. Yeah, too.
1: yeah. Let, let me. Wait, here's the record and fact book. That I need to teach you. Stats resist this. The the record and fact book contains plenty of great information and once you know how to thumb through it you can find it quickly. They have the individual record holders for the Dallas Cowboys page 163. Here it is. Individual records single season rushing DeMarco Murray 2014 1845 yards and that's a team that had Tony Dorsett, Emmitt Smith, still DeMarco Murray more rushing yards than any of them. So uh, also has the single game record of 253 for the Dallas Cowboys, he did that in October of 2011. I vaguely remember getting him on PFT Live right after he had that 253-yard rushing game for the Cowboys. A lot of injuries early in his career didn't work out in Philadelphia. Had a couple of decent seasons with the Titans, and now he is uh, he is retired air quotes retired until someone makes him an offer that uh, he won't refuse. All right, the, uh, this Kellen Winslow thing, I, I, he posted $2 million bail, so he's out on bail. He had been held without bail. He'll be under house arrest and subject to GPS monitoring. He's facing some heinous allegations, and uh, he'll, he'll stand trial for multiple rape charges coming up here at some point in the future, but just a horrible story. The LaShawn McCoy thing, I, I'm going to repeat something I said on a video earlier today that we posted at PFT. He needs a PR push. He needs something that that reverses this perception that he has reason to be concerned, that the circumstances suggest maybe he did arrange for someone to invade a house that he owns, to retrieve jewelry he bought for Delisha Corden, and then along the way, Delisha Corden was brutally beaten. And I still think that there may be a Fargo type of a scenario here where... It wasn't supposed to happen that way, but she either bit the guy's arm or hit him with a candlestick or did something that caused the reaction that went beyond what like LaShawn McCoy was expecting. I, and whatever it is, it should be fairly simple to piece it together because there should be a digital trail of text messages, emails, etc. And I, I suspect that, that we're going to know more sooner rather than later about whether or not there's anything to this. Papa John's fall from grace, I guess it's officially complete. The University of Louisville dropped his name from their stadium after a couple of players on the Louisville Cardinals said that the name shouldn't be associated with the team anymore or with the stadium. He's out of the University of Louisville Board of Trustees. He's out uh, with Papa John's. And and here's something to keep an eye on. And I've been looking into this. Teams that have stadiums that, that had Papa John's points of sale you know, like when we go to the games, the hockey yeah, games, and they've everywhere. got the permanies there. Yeah, I think they're going to start dumping Papa John's from NFL stadiums. And Now, that may be in part because of what Papa John said this week or said back in May that was reported this week. It also may have something to do with Pizza Hut now being the official pizza of the National Football League. Not a whole lot else happening today. Um, some, some sound being generated out of the American Century Celebrity Golf Championship in Nevada, that is broadcast by NBC. Peter King was out there this week. He interviewed Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers won't talk to me. Won't come on PFT Live. One of the first points of business for Peter King. His column debuts Monday on NBCSports.com and PFT. He got access to Aaron Rodgers, which is amazing. It'd be interesting to see what uh, what Aaron Rodgers had to say. And I, I like Aaron Rodgers as a player. He's just extremely sensitive and. I have the audacity to point out that he's sensitive and he, he doesn't people, like me.
2: People don't like being pointed out that they're sensitive.
1: But what if they are? See, that's the problem. If they, they especially don't like it if they're sensitive. Right. I guess the worst thing you could say about someone who's sensitive is that they're sensitive. Because then they definitely will notice and they'll care more than anybody else. Like like you call somebody sensitive who is insensitive. First of all, they'll say, number one, I'm not sensitive. And number two, I don't give a shit because I'm not sensitive. Right. That's some deep. That's some deep philosophical.
2: Very, very deep. You can really out how someone works. Just <laughs>
1: All right. Um, <laughs> uh, you got anything you want to talk about today?
2: No, nah, I don't have a thing. Not a thing at all? Nothing, nothing that I want to talk about. I mean, I'll talk about whatever, but there's nothing on my mind. You really
1: have been working out hard lately. It really does intimidate me. I don't know whether you're trying to take over as the alpha of the household. The the dog doesn't like me. The dog likes mom. Then you. Then I'm just kind of there. And now that you're, uh, you're you're working out even more, I think the pheromones are in the air, and the dog is like very submissive to you. So you're like the king of the house I'm now. I'm
2: just I'm trying to just be the king.
1: Yeah, well, it's uh, it's working because uh, the dog the dog only cares about me when I have some of its food. Other than that, I I may as well not exist. All right, let's see what questions we have today from the PFTPM. Yeah, I'm having
2: trouble pulling up these questions, too.
1: You want to get on to—you're not getting on the Wi-Fi? Nope, not working. Three weeks from now,
2: the— Three weeks after six months.
1: Oh, uh, I know. It took a little bit longer than I expected. I'll turn on my hotspot, and you can try to log on to that. But we are getting new Internet service here. Three weeks from today, supposedly. Three weeks. I, I started the process in
2: February we've dial up right now <laughs> you hear that that modem squeak and squall every time i we'd... mean it might work better than what we've been using
1: uh, what we work what we have works fine when it's working the only yeah, problem is yeah when it works what... it's good yeah but when it, it works most it's... of the
2: time it doesn't work it
1: doesn't work all right let's see what questions we have here um in honor of demarco murray's retirement what are your most memorable sports wardrobe malfunctions it looks like there's a photograph here of DeMarco Murray, uh, and now all of a sudden the Wi-Fi is not working for me. Oh, hey, look at that. Hello, DeMarco Murray. Check in. DeMarco, oh, yeah, I saw that DeMarco one. Murray's pants pulled down by a Steelers player. Is that Troy Polamalu? So that must be several years ago. That was when they played in Dallas. That would have been five years ago. I remember there was a time when Antonio Bryant, who played college football at Pitt and played for several NFL teams, the Buccaneers, the Browns, etc., his butt showed like, it felt like every other game where he would get tackled and and they would pull his pants down and why not just get the guy at belt? But you constantly saw this guy's butt. So um I, I guess any player who constantly shows his butt would be in that same category. It looked like yeah, that, it,
2: that's one thing that I used to worry about is some kind of malfunction when I would play football. Did did
1: you did you go jockstrap or did you have uh, some sort of girdle underwear garment so if your pants came down your butt wouldn't yeah, be displayed?
2: Yeah, I, w- I, I wore uh, I wore a girdle with pads in them already.
1: Oh, those Nike. You yeah, I remember buying well, one those year Nike I had
2: an Under Armour one, and it the, the pads were barely there. There were barely any pads, and it was great. Like, leg pads.
1: But you mean you barely could notice them?
2: They, they they were just the flimsiest pads.
1: Why did you like that? Is that the year you took a helmet to the leg?
2: No, that wasn't. The, oh. That was a different year.
1: But you had the girdle on, so you didn't have to worry about your ass showing. Right. Yeah. That's always good. Uh, apparently, DeMarco Murray didn't get that memo back in 2013, and Antonio Bryant, I think, for me, the most memorable sports wardrobe malfunctions, not including, of course, halftime of Super Bowl 38 or 39, 38, I believe it was. All right, Matt in Beantown, the shady McCoy situation is a very strange. Two-part question: How difficult is it to prove McCoy's involvement in both civil and criminal court? Do states need to reconsider eviction laws? No excuse for domestic violence, but what does it take to evict someone from your own home? Uh, look, I, 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 I think because there's an underage child involved. I think eviction proceedings were necessary. And regardless of that, I'd like to think it will be fairly easy to prove that LaShawn McCoy was involved if he was. Because I, I unless he's going complete breaking bad and using burner phones that get broken in half and thrown in the garbage at Poyos Armanos and covering his tracks completely, I he would have made a slip up at some point, especially if my theory holds any water that this wasn't supposed to be a vicious beating of delicia Corden, but it devolved into that because of something that happened during the invasion. But I, I'd like to think that, that, that this will uh, be solved sooner rather than later if McCoy was involved. If he wasn't involved, I don't know where it goes from here, but it just seems like one hell of a coincidence. I mean, think about it. He owns the house. She's in the house. He wants her out of the house. He bought her jewelry that he wants back and somebody shows up at the house to retrieve the jewelry that he wants back and beats the hell out of her in the process. If he's not involved, if he didn't orchestrate this, that is one hell of a strange coincidence. And maybe that's all it really is. We'll find out in time. What was the other question? Oh, the what does it take to evict someone from your own home? I Look, I, I think once you let someone in, uh, it becomes a little more difficult to get them out if you want them out. Did you see the police? Another one from Bean Town. Did you see the police video of Steve Combs' arrest on TMZ? He didn't look that drunk to me. Is it possible his situation is blown out of proportion? All he had to do was do the BAC test. I don't know why he declined it. Now he had a, a DUI conviction back in 1996, and I think people are conditioned now to refuse to take the breathalyzer. But if he only had two beers, he's a big guy, right? If you only had two beers and you're that big, blow into the thing. And there's no way it's going to be 0.08. There's no way. Physically, it's impossible. Physiologically, it can't happen. If you go, I'd say he, he probably goes at least 260. If he had two beers, no way he's 0.08. So they drew blood from him as well. That came after. And see, the more you can delay the measurement, unless you drank just before you were arrested... The BAC is going to be going down, not going up. So we'll, we'll see what the numbers are, but uh, not a not a not a, a good situation for the Cardinals. Not a good week for the Arizona Cardinals, that's for sure. Sean Alveshire, do you think the NFL would consider a 12-team seeded playoff instead of the AFC NFC format? The NBA is considering it, and I was wondering if the NFL would entertain the idea. I, I I don't think that the NFL is ever going to change its current approach, where you've got two conferences. Four divisions, four teams per division, and the NFL believes if you're the best of those four teams, no matter how bad the four teams are, if you're the best, you're in the playoffs and you get a home game, even if it means a team that was seven and nine is going to host a team that was 12 and four that didn't win its division. The seven and nine team wins its division, you host a playoff game. I don't see the NFL changing its structure at all. Every once in a while, there's talk about reseeding. There's talk about. Uh, I've, I, you know, even ensuring like if one conference is top heavy, the NFC this year is top heavy, reseeding completely. So you disregard the AFC, NFC format. I just, I think it's too baked into the way the NFL is. And, and also there's a, a formula to the scheduling. I just don't think it's fair to compare teams from one conference to the other when you're picking the top 12, because you could have a team from the NFC that's nine and seven that is superior to a 12 and 14 from the AFC because it played a much tougher schedule. So I, I don't see the I don't see any of that changing. I think they're going to continue to uh, um, to rank teams and put teams in the playoffs the way they always have. You don't see a need for that. You're, you're from no, the younger I, generation. Yeah, you're I,
2: fine with it. I'm fine with the way it is. I think. I mean, they obviously did that for a reason. I mean, if if they did it like that, there'd be no point of having two conferences.
1: Yeah, and it's always been. It's just,
2: it's just a system that's. You just really can't mess with any part of
1: it. And and it goes back to the AFL and the NFL, how the Super Bowl got started. It was two different leagues, and they treat the conferences like two different entities, and you only play four of your 16 games against teams from the other conference. And and it's all about positioning in your conference, in your division, and in your conference. And... You know, it, 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 that, I just don't see that ever happening. I think it's more likely the playoff field would be expanded to 14 before there'd be any changes by way of receding. Every once in a while, though, you do get an unfair outcome. Like when the Seahawks won their division with, uh, here, here's the, it was year, it was 2010, and the Seahawks won the division, but the Saints, a year after they won the Super Bowl, had a better record. This is also in the record, in fact, book, if I can find it. They have the standings, Alex, of every season. 2010. The Seahawks were 7-9. and nine. I remember the last week of the season, they beat the Rams. It was a game that was televised by NBC. The winner won the division. The loser went home. Both teams finished 7-9. and nine. The Seahawks had the tiebreaker. They went to the playoffs. The Saints were 11-5, and five, four games better than the Seahawks. The Saints had to travel to Seattle for the wildcard round. And because Seattle won, people were like, well, that just proves the Seahawks were better. No, the Seahawks have a far better home field advantage. And the, the Saints should have been the team that, that hosted that game. So that maybe like if you're at or below 500, you forfeit the automatic home game. I don't know. But the NFL always, always, when that comes up where you have a team that won a division with a bad record and is hosting a team with a better record, the NFL always says we're not changing it. So I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. At Tree True, do either of you have a Super Bowl long shot bet is there a team is there a team out there that is regarded as being like you know no chance that you think has a chance um
2: i i don't know i have i've never really thought about i mean i've never really like cared to think about other teams that don't have a chance like i don't know i just i usually will only think of teams that you know i think will be like on the come up for the next season.
1: Right. But that's part of the fun. Is there some team out there that we're not paying attention to?
2: I, I kind of like the bears. I was going to say everyone, I was going to say the bears, but I, I feel like a lot of people are thinking the bears like will be the one to shock people this year.
1: Well, and cause I, I look at the, uh, the DNA from Matt Nagy, the head coach of the bears back to Andy Reid, and Andy Reid raved about Nagy as a, as an emerging coaching candidate leaving Kansas city Doug Peterson, what he did in Philadelphia. If Mitchell Trubisky is the real deal, their defense is as good as it was last year, if not better. They used the eighth overall pick on Roquan Smith to shore up the middle of their defense. I, I think it could get very interesting, and and if they if they have some success when the um when the season starts early on in September, that's how you build confidence and that's how you get better. And if you have some success early, people buy in to what the the coach is selling. And your team will be a lot better come December than it was in September. All right. I got an interesting text message. I got to get off here sooner than later and uh, make a phone call. But let's answer a few more questions. Do you mind if I cut it short today? That's fine. All right.
2: Uh, if you got something going on.
1: Well, we may have some news. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, but, yeah but, we can
2: get... Yeah, we well,
1: let's, let's answer a few more. At Sean okay. Alvashire, don't you think Robin's mask is poorly designed? It would seem to me that he still would be easily identified. Yeah, Robin's mask is just black material over his eyes.
2: Yeah, right? I would even think that when I was younger.
1: Yeah. Uh, not that Batman's is all that much better, because uh, you still see his mouth and his jaw, but that, that whole concept is just kind of funny. Uh, at Justin Glow 31 if a player is franchise tagged but never signs the tag and sits out the entire season can the team tag him at the same price as the prior season or does the cap number go up regardless if the player sits out the full year on the franchise tag and i think it's this was this came up with Vaughn Miller 2 years ago he was talking about sitting out the full season Under the exclusive franchise tag. If he would have sat out the full season, the most they could do the next year is tag him franchise tag, but the compensation would have been a first round pick and a third round pick instead of two first round picks. So if you do sit out the full season, they can't tag you at two first round picks. Now, if they do non-exclusive franchise tag, I don't know how that works, but for exclusive franchise tag, which keeps you from negotiating with anyone else, keeps any other team from offering two first-round draft picks to sign you. If you sit out the full year, all they can do is a non-exclusive first-round, third-round pick as compensation the following year. So, uh, yes, there, there is some benefit to sitting out the full season. Pete Dog 79 where do you see Joe Flacco playing in 2019? Where do you think he plays? Um, You
2: know, I think maybe he won't be playing anywhere. Ooh. You think, you think he'll walk away? You think he won't want to be someone's backup? I think maybe no one will want him. I mean, I I guess well, I, someone will want him. No,
1: no, you're on to something, though. Because no one may want him with the kind of money that screams out he's a starting quarterback. So it may be instead of offering him... Right now, like mid-level money is 19 20 million a year for a starter. If somebody offers him 10 11 million... And there's no guarantee that he's going to be the number one guy. Maybe he's like the Mike Glennon who is the guy until they draft someone, right? So you're the guy for like a, a month. Maybe Flacco, for him, 12000000 million isn't enough to keep playing because he's made a shitload of money over the past right. several years. So I think you're onto something. There's a chance he just does walk away. Now, a lot of it depends upon retirements. Wouldn't it be funny if Brady walks away? Maybe Joe Flacco goes to New England. I, I, the Ravens have had success with Joe Flacco against the New England Patriots. That tells me something about Joe Flacco going against the Bill Belichick defense. So I'd put down the Patriots as a possibility for Flacco in 2019 because I think there's a possibility that hashtag Tommy walks away. And uh, I think we have, to, we have to watch these other teams that have older quarterbacks, what's going to happen there. Um, Would the Dolphins want him if they move on from Ryan Tannehill? You know, right now everybody's got their their team set for 2018, but when teams stink this year, and we know that there will be teams that stink. For every team that's great, there has to be a team that stinks. The opportunity for Joe Flacco to play quarterback could pop up, but I'd be very intrigued by the New England Patriots. All right.
2: I mean, I don't think Tom Brady's ever going to retire.
1: Well, he has to at some point.
2: I thought he would uh, after... 52 or I mean 51. I thought he retired after Super Bowl 51.
1: Well, how how because long? Because they
2: were like like up to the Super Bowl, like all the Patriot stuff. It was all saying one more, like all their signs and stuff. The slogan was one more. So I thought, oh, it's gonna be Tom's last one. But it I just, think I don't know. It's I just think how his it seemed. I
1: think his wife recognized that there would have been a theatrical element to him walking away after winning the Super Bowl in the year that he was suspended for Deflate Gate. I re- and and I, that would have been the perfect time to walk away. And I think he wants to win one more and then walk away with six. That's why I think if they win this year, he does walk away. And who knows what's going to happen? All right, not police one. Why are you the way that you are? Thank you very much. Uh, that's from the office. Yeah, I know. This guy Elron. I his profile picture. I don't think that's really him. I I don't know. Is that Elron? It looks like it's off of a TV, doesn't it?
2: I don't know. Click on it.
1: Uh, let's see. I don't know. It just looks like it's off of a TV. Shoot the header is. Yeah, it's uh, Moe's and Dwight. So, yeah, he's he's that guy. That guy had uh, a tweet at me earlier today. Oh, he 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 thought I was being petty about DeMarco Murray. All right, that's fine. Uh, Here's
2: one. Ever ever played Thunderstruck in college?
1: What, what's that?
2: You've never heard of Thunderstruck? No, what is it? Uh, it's a drinking game, and you like when you play Thunderstruck, you play the song. Like okay, so you get in a circle. With whoever you're with, and then whenever the song says Thunderstruck, that person drinks until the next time it says Thunderstruck, and then the person next to you drinks, and it's just a circle. But the worst is when you get to the solo, and there's no Thunderstruck being said. And Why? Is, like, how's that the worst? Like, you drink when they say Thunderstruck in the song. Every and, time it says Thunderstruck, you drink. It right? switches off every time. So, if it doesn't say Thunderstruck for a while, you're stuck chugging.
1: So, you drink... From the time they say thunderstruck till Until the next, the next time. time. Oh, wow. How do you know that?
2: Because I've played.
1: Did you play in the barn?
2: I have before, I think.
1: Were you 21? Say yes. I feel,
2: yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, at the Impact 99, can the Cowboys do well without a number one receiver given that you do not necessarily have to have one if you have a competent quarterback? I think they can I, look, I think that, that Matthew Stafford benefited from the retirement of Calvin Johnson because that removed the constant stress of having to throw the ball to Calvin Johnson. Because even when Calvin Johnson is double-covered, he's still Calvin Johnson. So you got to find a way to throw it to him. Once he's gone, you can just throw to the open man. So I like that. And I think that... You know, Tony Romo says a Miles Austin type is going to emerge from this. And and the number one receiver the Cowboys had wasn't performing like a number one receiver. So isn't it better to not have a number one receiver than a guy who's being paid like a number one re- receiver and yeah, isn't th- earning
2: it? I think it's better to not have a number one receiver than have a guy who everyone thinks is your number one receiver and is not the number one receiver.
1: And it's not like they were doubling him and, and shutting him down and opening up the rest of the offense. It's not like, oh, well, Des Bryant's just a decoy and Cole Beasley's running wide open and Terrence Williams is wide open because they're locked onto Des Bryant. You ultimately just go single on Des Bryant because Dak Prescott wasn't comfortable throwing it to him. Next up, Stephen Wise 89 how did your problem at the dealership get resolved? I tweeted about that yesterday. I didn't name the dealership because you know what? They ultimately showed us the proper satisfaction and here's what happened. I have a car that doesn't have a dealership locally. I have a car where the closest dealership is two hours away in Pittsburgh. It's in Cranberry Township, north of the city. So Alex and I drove up yesterday. I mean, what the heck? I'm on vacation. So we drove up. Uh, It's a fun car to drive, Alfa Romeo. We drove it up there. And um, it turns out they didn't have the oil filter in stock that they thought they had. So I said, well, I think the only solution here is you give me a loaner, I take it home. And when my car is ready... You drive it down to me and you pick up your loaner, and they agreed to that. So, you know, mistakes happen. at the At the time, I wasn't sure what they were going to do. I thought we were going to have to get back in the car, drive home, and bring it up another day. That wasn't satisfactory. So, uh, they they, you know, it was their fault. That and and we drove all the way up there to get the car serviced. And even though I didn't buy it at that dealership, they still have you know financial incentive in in getting it serviced. And people were like, oh, just change it yourself. I'm not changing it myself on a car that. I mean, I don't want to screw it up, right? These 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 like foreign cars you can screw them up. I'm not taking them to some mechanic right, down the street yeah. here. Say hey, can you change my oil? Yeah. So uh, so anyway uh, that that's what happened. So it did get resolved without the help of barstool big cat who tends to uh, uh, at least on Twitter come to the defense of anyone who's being mistreated by a company. Typically it's airlines though. At Brady bflofo show, will there a surge in off season legal problems this year? Do you see an increase also happening during the regular season too? I, I no I don't think so because here's what happens. Typically, the issues arise when the players are left to their own devices. When the players are within the structure of their teams, these things drop dramatically. So um, this LaShawn McCoy thing is very bizarre. It it turns out that there are a couple of lawsuits filed against Marcel Darius. It's just weird that it's all popped up because for the most part, players had been behaving. I think once they're back in camp, everything will will calm down dramatically. Um, This is for you. Is this for you? At Mike likes dirt. Which Mid Atlantic states would you want to see included in future AAF teams? My vote would be a North Carolina, South Carolina team, a Tennessee team, and a West Virginia, Virginia team. Well, I'd like to have a team in Morgantown.
2: There'll never be a team here. Why? Isn't the AAF like? I mean, I, I guess I guess there could be because of WVU, but I mean, we're not really. We're just. We're just not in the right area. But we
1: get seventy thousand people for WVU games. The way they're going to allocate the AAF players, they're going to do it regionally by college. Right. So if you could put together a team of, of all the best WVU, Pitt, Ohio State, yeah, you know,
2: they, they they wouldn't play here though. They wouldn't. The team wouldn't be here. Well, where would it be? It'd be in like Pittsburgh or Ohio, somewhere else.
1: Well, it's nice to think about it. it, yeah, it uh, yeah. XFL commissioner Oliver Luck was on the PFT p.m. podcast a month or so ago and he was the ad at west virginia university played football there and he said there were like 30 cities that are under consideration hey is morgantown one of them uh no yeah never you know at one time though i think that the steelers were considering the possibility of playing their home games in morgantown while their new stadium was built now ultimately they didn't tear down three rivers and rebuild there. They built Heinz Field right next to it. And I remember we were up there one time at the Science Center. You were little. You were, what, it was 2000 2000, 2001. They hadn't torn down three rivers yet. You were like four. And you could see how close... I went out and looked. They were right on top of each other. Three River Stadium and Heinz Field. And they somehow imploded Three Rivers without damaging Heinz oh. Field. But at one point, because they played a preseason game in 1998, the Falcons and the Steelers in Morgantown. And I think they were scoping out Morgantown as a possible spot for the Steelers to play for a season if they needed to because it was only it's only 75, 80 miles away from Pittsburgh. But uh, maybe that's the closest we ever got to uh, having an NFL team in West Virginia or a professional team. All right. We probably should go. Um, what is this? Dustin Miller? I'm trying to talk my wife into driving down to Point Pleasant, West Virginia in the fall. Have you been there? What are your feelings on the
2: Mothman phenomenon? I've never been to Point Pleasant. I
1: haven't either. It's on the river. And the, Mothman, yeah. the Mothman thing, they did a movie with Richard Gere years ago. Um, I've seen it. I can't remember much about it. It was Richard Gere and Deborah Messing, and there was something about the Mothman would show up right before some sort of tragedy, and there was a bridge that collapsed in Point Pleasant, and they yeah. have, there were Mothman sightings.
2: Yeah, there were Mothman conspiracies that he did the collapse.
1: Yeah, I've, and, and has there been, when was the last time there was a Mothman sighting? I,
2: I haven't heard any, like, I don't know. I think, I think
1: Methman is the more accurate yeah. description for what may be going on in Point Pleasant. Sure, we'll
2: never hear about those sightings from those people.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. I. I They're I, putting
2: Mothman in uh, the new Fallout game. That's supposed to be in West Virginia. Fallout
1: like, 76, right?
2: Yeah. Like the Mothman's supposed to be in it.
1: Will you Will you buy it because it's set in West Virginia?
2: Mm, yes, definitely.
1: And you've you've started. You, you were. Wait a minute. What's the word? Wait, wait, wait! Hype beast. Yeah. Your hype beast nature kept you from playing Fortnite for months. No,
2: I, I'm a hipster.
1: You're a hipster, right? You 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 are not a hype beast. So you avoided Fortnite for months, but you've been busted because you've gotten the the Fortnite yeah, uh, uh, virus.
2: How did that happen? It's fun to play with your friends.
1: Well, and part of it, too, is every time I go down to the barn and you're there with your friends, your friends aren't playing Fortnite. They're watching someone play Fortnite. So I guess eventually you decide to play Fortnite. Now, explain this to me rationally. And and you know what? This answers a question that I saw earlier. Is there something that one of us really likes that the other one can't stand like pineapple on pizza? I don't understand why you'd want to watch somebody play video games. Why do I people don't either. do that? Oh, okay. Why do your friends do it? I don't know. So it's not a generational it's thing. It's not
2: just it's not just my friends. So many people do it. So many people like Ninja, have you heard of that guy? Yes. He gets millions of views on like YouTube and he does that Twitch stuff. It's ridiculous how many people like not even just him like If you look at YouTube and there's a video about Fortnite and it came out like within the last day or two, it has like millions of views already. It's ridiculous.
1: What is, but what, and and this makes me feel so old and lame, but I don't understand what enjoyment you derive from watching someone else play a video game. People,
2: I guess people like watching other people that are good, like, because like those people are like really good that play. But
1: that would be depressing. Does it make you
2: better? Do you get tips? I don't know. I guess you get some tips, maybe.
1: I'm just glad to know it's not generational because you and I are in the same camp that it makes no sense to do it. But there are millions out there who, uh, who, who seem to like it. Is there anything else? This is a, this was a question from at bored to death, and you have to be bored to death to watch someone else play video games. Is there anything else that that we disagree on dramatically? Like you, something you really like that I really hate, or I really like and you really hate? We we eat, we eat the same foods, right? Yeah. Um, we, we both like the same beverages, right? You, you don't drink much red wine, but you're starting to... De- it takes years to develop a taste for like red wine.
2: I used to not like
1: it. Yeah, I didn't, ha- I didn't have a taste for it until I was in my 40s. Um, there's nothing that like you eat or do that I'm like, why do you do that? So yeah. we'll find something. We'll figure something out. All right. I have to uh, see what's going on. There may be some Friday afternoon news. We, uh, we're going to check into that. And thanks for joining us. We still made it about 45 minutes. So yeah, we uh, we'll, do, we'll do Fridays with a flow again next week. And uh, enjoy your weekend. Check us out at profootballtalk.com. Plenty of things happening. Camp's opening soon. We'll be back on PFT Live Monday the 23rd. And then PFT Live back on TV Monday the 30th of July. Have a great weekend. Talk to you on Monday